welcome to the first episode of Spanglish. This is a podcast about us talking about the cultural differences and similarities between Scotland and Spain. Okay, my name is Sofia Villegas. I'm from Spain, actually from the Canary Islands. Yes, where everybody goes on a holiday. And no, my favorite song isn't Despacito. <laughs> I'm a year two journalism student, or at least I'm trying to be one. Now you go, Nina. Oh <laughs> 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 one day I'll get it right. Hi, I'm Neve McCabe. I am 19. I'm also a second year journalism student, and I am from Aberdeenshire. That's about exciting as Aberdeenshire. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I know it's a very used topic or a topic we're all a bit fed, about, fed up about, <laughs> but. We're going to talk about COVID today and how it's been, like the similarities and differences of how it's been handled in Scotland and in Spain. Uh, so we're going to jump in a time machine and we're going to go back to March. Yay! Can't wait! <laughs> Best month of my life! Yeah! Um, so basically, I, I remember the start of COVID and it was pretty weird because so the the week that like lockdown started uh, appearing all over the world i was in scotland and i remember i had gone to watch a match in st andrews and we all talked about covid because i think the first case had appeared in harriet watt or something like that and we all talked about covid like a joke like oh yeah you're gonna get it or imagine if we actually uh, get into lockdown and uh, my mom came to visit that weekend and as soon as she arrived she came up to me and she said like just so you know Sophia I'm not living here without you like you're coming back home with me and I was like excuse me why what's what's going on and she's like she explained to me that the situation in Spain was horrible awful and I had like the two sides of the story because in Scotland I was it wasn't like a serious problem but back in Spain it was awful like everybody was uh, uh, quarantining um, there was no food left in the supermarkets and I, ju- I was just I couldn't believe it and then of course I came back and my quarantine started the 14th of March and I was mm-hmm. No, so in Spain it started the 14th of March, but I wasn't back till the 16th, and it lasted for three months. I can say that those were the worst three months of my life. Even thinking about it just automatically stresses me. But I don't know, how did you experience the start of uh, COVID, Neve? Um, I think I was still going out when it was a long time. I think I still last night out I had was in St Paddy's Day because then I went back to Aberdeen from Edinburgh a day because we had our lockdown was announced on the was it the thirty first? Um, that's an absolute lie. It was twenty third, and we so we went to lockdown on the twenty third, and I think I went back on the twenty first of March, and it was so weird just watching like. Boris Johnson's announcement on the TV because it was like me and my family and we were all just like sitting around the TV just watching it. It was something like almost like the Hunger Games kind of thing with how like surreal it was. You can only go to the shops. I mean my parents they were both nurses so they got to leave the house in a way but the rest of us were just like stuck 
But then I guess that also made it kind of normal for us. Because uh, uni was ending anyway in a, f- like in a month's time. That, that's true. I, I, ha- I have to say, though, like, lockdown in Scotland had nothing to do with lockdown in Spain. Yeah, uh, you guys said it was so much worse, I think. Ah, uh, my lockdown, honestly, I'm not even joking. I'm not trying to be a drama queen, although drama is in my blood because I'm <laughs> Spanish. But I, I genuinely don't want to be a drama queen. I spent the last two weeks of my lockdown uh, crying every single day because I just couldn't bear it anymore. Because here in Spain, there were two, two like excuses you could use to like leave your house. Mm-hmm. And it was either to go grocery shopping because mm, we still had to eat or <laughs> to walk your dog. And my mom did the grocery shopping, so I didn't really get to go out. And we don't own a dog. So um, I was stuck in my house, which is a flat, may I remember. It's a flat in the middle of the city. I don't have a a terrace or or a garden uh, where I can just chill or have a walk. Uh, I remember in the middle of quarantine talking to Sean and I was like, oh, Sean, I'm so stressed. I'm I can't with this anymore. And he goes like, well, go to the garden and like see the sunshine. And I'm like, are you going to build one for me? Thanks. Um, um, That is such a shame. It was horrible, horrible. And, you know, there's so much Netflix you can watch. There was just one point it was boring. Yeah, like I had finished all like the american british tv so as you know i went on to spanish tv and then it was french tv and then i tried a bit of swedish tv like i watched so much <laughs> modern traveling with neve market <laughs> <laughs> yeah but... i was like do i learn the language but i couldn't be bothered i don't have that mindset to learn <laughs> the language but i almost was considering it but yeah, and oh, but then some funny stuff came out of that because, as I told you, um, you could only walk your dog. But yeah. there was this one man in one of the neighborhoods who owned a pig and started walking his pig. <laughs> and you were in the middle of the city uh, going grocery shopping, and suddenly a man appeared with a massive pig in the middle of the street. And you were what? like, I what respect you so much, not gonna lie. Oh my god. I would have loved that. See, we never had anything like that where I lived. Because it was all just like... Nobody was out, though. Like, it was... Because I live where, like, country roads are. There's normally, like, a few cars that go past. But there was nothing. Like, I was... Because I have a dog, so I was taking him on walks. And there was... No one was out. It was insane. It was completely dead. I mean, it was kind of great for me walking him. So there was no, like, dogs he could run after. But it was so surreal. With how dead it was. Oh, I generally don't want to even think about it. But hopefully, uh, Spain has learned from their mistakes, and if there's a new lockdown, they won't do it as severe. Because, yeah. I, and they they really need to think about the mental like outcomes or like results of such a harsh quarantine. Because I yeah. have so many friends who like were so extremely sad during quarantine, like worryingly sad, you know? Because with yeah. so much time to think for yourself, like to think, you just start thinking so much about everything all the time. And yeah, but oh well. Mm-hmm. 
that's in the past and hopefully it's not a future but to be honest it was uh, there was a funny side of it because I was kind of living in the future when I came back to Spain because everything I lived the UK lived two weeks after so I, I knew what was what you were going to go through in two weeks and I was like hey hi from the future I can tell you what's gonna happen <laughs> I know because because it's been a lockdown just now no, no, we're not. Like, semi-lockdown, I guess I could say, but not like in Scotland at the moment. Yeah, because we're back to like, the beginning. But it doesn't, it doesn't feel like the beginning. Because then we were all, like, we were, we were all, like, scared. But now, because everybody knows what's going to happen, they're like, oh, who cares? I mean, that's... There's a lot of, like, leniency. Now. Yeah. Is that the right word? Did I say that right? Don't ask me, I'm not, I'm Spanish. <laughs> um, here, we've gone through phases, I guess. So when lockdown was lifted, um, I didn't get the memo, but apparently COVID died in Spain and some people just thought, oh yeah, 60 people parties because um, COVID was so long ago and it's not no longer with us. And I was like, you keep on like that and we're gonna go back to like step one yeah it's like that's when like lockdown started being like lifted and people thought covid had disappeared i like no it's still here yes i was so frustrating to watch but i guess i can understand it too by the like the side that we've been three months inside of our houses inside of our houses and we just wanted a bit of freedom and we just rushed into it. Yeah, definitely. But I, I, I mean, here in the Canary Islands, I guess I had a like a better experience. Not a, like it's weird to put a better into that experience, but <laughs> yeah. compared to mainland Spain, I like the islands are more easily to quarantine because you can only get either like, like here you can only get it in either by like a long journey on a boat or by plane mm -hmm. and both were suspended so the only people here were canarian people and there was a point uh, in i don't know may where covid was not all disappeared but like cases were almost none because there was nobody new coming into the island so yeah um but then of course we opened our borders and central government didn't like listen to our leaders that yeah and uh, people coming into canary Islands should have a test when they leave their their like where they're from and when they arrive but nobody yeah. listened so yeah covid ca uh, cases started to grow quite oh, quickly but that's kind of like the government here almost it's like they're trying to like catch up with each other with the covid so somebody will do like boris johnson will do something nicola will follow two weeks later nicola will do something boris johnson will follow like two weeks later they're just like running after each other like it's so sad to be like honestly here it's so sad uh, the aftermath of COVID because I'm not sure if it's seven or eight but something like seven or eight out of ten jobs in the island are 
related to tourism. So um, when you go to the south, it's a ghost town. A ghost town and it's so sad to see because it, it used to be bursting with life, like people from all over the world, uh, everything was open. It was, it was just like fun to be there and now you go and everything's closed and it's just a sad vibe. Yeah, we have that in Aberdeen, like our main street, Union Street. Things are like closing down and Aberdeen's like grey already, being like the granite <laughs> city. Like it's just grey on a good day. And now that like there's just for sale signs and everything's like boarded up, it's horrible. Like it's so depressing. And I think coming back during the second lockdown affected me more than the first lockdown. Because I got to see like the proper aftermath yes. in a way. Um, I don't know if it was the same with you in the second lockdown in Spain or when you moved back to Spain for the like, holidays. For the holidays. Uh, yeah. When I came back to like to Spain for Christmas holidays, I, I think it was the 12th of December, and things were... There was a lot of freedom when I came back. Like, of course, more restrictions have come as... Uh, like, the longer I've been here. Mm-hmm. But when I came here... Um, we could go out in a group of 10 and have a dinner uh, like mini parties of 10 people were still allowed yeah because you could drink couldn't you as well yeah i I can still drink like i can go out and have a beer in the street with my friends but up up to four people now though okay but i guess in the city where i live because i live in the capital um there's you can like you can see the aftermath but not as much because the capital after all does have a wider like local um target market i guess mm-hmm. um but in the south where there's a souvenir shop every corner like if there are no tourists who's gonna buy the souvenirs or who's gonna go to the restaurants and a lot of the Houses and properties in the south are owned by holiday makers either from the United Kingdom or from Holland or from the Netherlands and as they yeah. can't come here those houses are uh, empty okay. so there's no one to go to the supermarkets and there's no one to go to the restaurants so just close. so I did see the aftermath there yeah. I have this vivid image in my mind and there's this massive beach in the south called uh, actually Playa del Inglés which if you translate it to English is uh, English beach that's how it's called <laughs> um, and it's massive and it's so beautiful because you have the beach and then you have like dunes at the end Yeah. and it used to be full of people and when I came out of uh, lockdown I went to the south with a friend who she, like she has an apartment there and we went down to the beach and there was no one. We were the only ones in the beach. Seriously? And it's like five kilometers long. Where like I saw right nothing. I saw left nothing, nothing, nothing. It almost felt like um, some a bomb had dropped and we were the only ones like who survived it. I don't know. I guess it was nice also in the sense that I could like reconnect with the island, but yeah, it was mostly sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just 
it's horrible for the economy as well. Horrible. With like everything being shut down and hardly any work. I don't, I, talking about the economy, I don't know how nightclubs in Spain are going to survive. Genuinely, like. No. <laughs> because they opened their, because lockdown here was like separated uh, with phases. And I think it was phase two or something like that, that nightclubs were like allowed to not open, but just as like drinking, like pubs. Yeah, uh, I realize I say like a lot. I'm very sorry, but uh, I'm still learning English. <laughs> You're good, totally. So they were allowed to open again. Mm-hmm. But when cases started to rise, they they blamed the night li- nightlife here. So they yeah. they closed it up again and they weren't even allowed to open as a pub or as a restaurant or anything like that. So they've been out of business for almost a year. Oh, no. That's so horrible. it doesn't seem very a very promising future for them, which is very sad because I really want to go out, really out when this is all <laughs> yeah. over. Like the Roaring Twenties after this, because this happened in the Spanish. Um, the Spanish flu, which didn't really come from Spain, just to clarify. <laughs> I don't really know the history on it, I'm going to be honest. But I know that the first wave was, like, fine. And then they were hit with a massive second wave, and a lot of people died. And then the Roaring Twenties happened. That's really all that I know. I just want to say sorry beforehand for anyone who sees me the first night out, because that's not going to no. be me. That's going to be my <laughs> drunk um, twin. Yeah, just like, so you know. I can't be held accountable for it. Exactly. <laughs> um, that's not happening. Because I'm a lightweight now. Let's be honest. Also, may I, I... We need to talk about this, about face masks. And how weird it is that in Scotland it's not compulsory. Like, you have it compulsory, obviously, inside, like, restaurants and stuff. Yeah. Or, or public transport. But here in Spain, it's as soon as you step outside you have to wear it and that was something i found so weird when i went back to scotland in september because i spoke with my friends most of my friends uh, study across the united kingdom Mm -hmm. and whenever we talk to each other one of our first phrases was can you believe we don't have to wear face mask here it's so weird, and I don't understand, and I just want to know your opinion on it. I don't mind face masks. I think it's because I work as well. I'll do like an eight-hour shift, and the mask stays on, unless it's like I'm eating on my break. But like that mask will stay on for about eight hours, and I don't mind masks. Like I don't have a problem with them. I'll happily wear them, even when it's over, and they're like, you don't have to wear them. I probably still will. Like, I genuinely do not mind masks. Like, I will happily walk around the street wearing one. Because it not... It doesn't, like, protect you as such, but it protects everyone else. Exactly. And I'm fine with that. I'm happy with that. So do you think that Scotland should make it compulsory to wear it, like, 24-7 if you're out? Honestly, I think if we've just passed a thousand deaths in the UK, I think everyone in the UK should wear... Unless, like you're asthmatic or breathing problems or like severe claustrophobia yeah. and you have like a legitimate medical reason 
like, to not. But then at the same time, if you don't want to wear a mask, I'm not one to force. That's the government. Yes, of course. I, like, I understand what you're saying, but mm-hmm. here in Spain, I, I'm used to it, so I wear it 24-7 when I'm in Scotland, too. Yeah. But I've read, like, I've been reading uh, The Herald, like, almost every day because I'm really worried that I'm not going to be able to go back. <laughs> uh, and, like, two weeks ago, one of the top, like, headlines was that scientists recommended um, Sturgeon to, like, impose the compulsory face mask ev- as soon as you're out. Yeah. And that just, like just left the news like nobody even talked about it and i was like yes please realize this is important i don't understand that how the hell is it not obligatory to have a face mask in princess street like genuinely if we think that we can keep a two meter distance between everybody who walks through that street well let me tell you you're you're kidding yourself like that's not happening that's there's no way nobody does that like not at all and it's in Aberdeen what they've done is is they've like drawn lines on the road I think it's it's, there's some in Edinburgh as well and put seating there so they've like made the pavements bigger but still no social distancing it's people try but yeah but it's complicated because you're not gonna have in your head like 24 7 oh I need to keep a two meter distance uh, but then suddenly you have to run across the street and you're no longer having a two meter distance. So I don't know. Yeah. I just find face masks are the easiest way to solve that kind of problem. Yeah, yeah. because it stops the spread at least. I mean, it should like the blue ones that you can wear, like the paper blue ones. Yeah. They, I think they, they only protect you for up to four hours. So after that, you should really change your mask. But I think with like the thicker like fabric ones that yeah the ffp2 or something like that they're called that yeah day. i think they're effective for a lot longer and save the environment which i'm here yes. for so i think that's a massive difference between spain and scotland or the united kingdom as a whole the yeah. face mask thing because i thought genuinely face masks were compulsory in a lot of other countries but now i'm discovering that spain is probably one of the few countries that have it as a rule yeah i didn't know it was a rule until you told me like last week like i didn't have a clue so Maybe cause I, I don't know why Maybe cause i don't i just didn't know i just thought it was like only compulsory in like shops and that and restaurants also can you tell me how is how are police force finding for example i've seen so many people inside a public bus who don't wear a mask and nobody says anything. Um, I... Yeah, it doesn't get reinforced. I once saw the police speaking to someone on the streets, and neither there was like a group of four and the two police, and even the police weren't wearing face masks. And I was like, right, okay, cool. Great. Setting a great example. <laughs> yeah. No, because here police are, are actually, I, I, this is an anecdote for you. So I was, there's curfew in Spain currently and curfew is at 10 p.m. So oh, I, was having, I was having a beer with my aunties and my cousin and it was 20 to 10 and I had to take a taxi to my, to my house and that's like 10 minutes. Yeah. And I was like, um, fam, I love you, but we really need to get going because I don't want to <laughs> get fined. Yeah. 
uh, it was 10 p.m. and I was in my street and the police were at my doorstep and I was like, that's it, I'm gonna pay 300 euros. Where the hell am I gonna pay 300 euros from? Oh my God. I didn't even make any contact. I just opened my door and I was like, okay, I'm home. Nobody, like they can enter yeah, my home. <laughs> but as I, as I walked in, the policeman was looking at uh, his clock and he was like at, like at his, at his clock no at his watch yeah. and i was like yeah it's 10 it's 10 but i'm already home sorry i have <laughs> such a bad day. time and i was like that's it i'm gonna be home half an hour before because i don't want to go through that uh, again but oh uh, well that's a story for you oh, my. oh we don't i don't know if i could deal with the curfew saying that don't leave my house only for work but a curfew I, I, that's something I don't understand here in Spain because they moved uh, the curfew from 11 p.m. to 10 p.m. And I was like, do you seriously think uh, COVID is going to spread uh, more? Like, if you, is it going to spread less if you reduce it an hour? Is, does it die after 10 p.m.? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm very confused about that because I do understand if you put curfew at like 1 p.m., 1 a.m. or even 12 p.m., yeah, um, like be- an hour difference. Be- because, let's be honest, there's a point in the night where people just start drinking and go crazy, and that's probably around 1 a.m., which yeah. I understand, but 10 p.m., 11 p.m., honestly, I don't see it, but I guess I'm no one to say that stuff, because that, I hope that's been thought thoroughly in, in the government, and they have a good reason for it, so... Yeah, and they've not just been like, let's just put it down in our Yeah, way. exactly. <laughs> and uh, also, I was going to say something I forgot. My God. Thanks, uh, Dory. <laughs> <laughs> we had the same situation with the curfew, though, with, like, pubs. Because our pubs shut at, like, 10 or something for a while. And, like, I think the government thought after 10, people were just going to, like, go home. I was like, no. There was going to be parties. Not that I went to any, but just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I, I know what you're saying, because if they shot at 10, what they're going to say is, okay, we shot at 10, but then we continue at my house, you know? Yeah, because like, if you start drinking at 12 till 10, you're not afterwards going to be like, better go home, that's it, done. Like, you're going to be like, so what's happening next? Yeah, especially, especially there, because you, like, you, you do everything earlier than I do. You know what I mean? Like, here, for example, if I go out clubbing, I'll get into the club around half past one, twelve, something like that. Tw- half past one, two, something like that. And I won't leave until... Seriously? Yeah, and I won't leave until 6 a.m. because that's when clubs shut down. Uh, oh, but my God. For, Yes, there in Scotland, you go maybe, I don't know, half past 11, 12? Yeah. Until 3 a.m. Yeah. So... so- Yes. She like afters at six o'clock in the morning. Oh, uh, I I never go to afters here because there's no way I'm surviving that. Yeah. <laughs> but some of my friends, because one of the nightclubs here, I know this is not related to COVID, but just a fun story. Uh, there's uh, this nightclub, which is right next to the beach. So we finish. I never go because I'm properly dying by the end of the night. Yeah. But so the nightclubs, I think this one shuts at 5 a.m. So it's 5 a.m. 
and they still have energy so they go to the beach have a swim in their like they just go in their underwear have uh, underwear have a swim in the beach and then there's like there's these uh, three boats at the end of the beach mm-hmm. and they hide be- behind them uh, and sleep there for like three hours and then they go home oh my god yeah <laughs> yeah that doesn't happen. That's not for months. me, though. <laughs> you know, that's not for me. But, yeah. That sounds quite fun. Yeah, I, I guess. I guess, I guess. I guess it's because they're very drunk still and they just want to yeah. cool it off. But mm-hmm. not for me, not for me. I prefer coming drunk home. <laughs> yeah. Our hardest part is just I'm boring now. No, no. It's <laughs> just... There's different ways. I guess that's another uh, topic we could talk about in another podcast. <laughs> nightlife. Yeah. And then we'll just cry because yeah. we haven't had nightlife yeah. for Shut up. Ages. Shut up. Shut up. I can't wait for Why Not to open again. <laughs> Why Not? I love you. <laughs> Please. But talking about fines, yes, I remember, remembered it before. So in, mm-hmm. in the summer when like face masks were proper compulsory, uh, three of my friends got fined just be- under my house because I live in the main street in the city where everybody goes to have a drink that's where I live Yeah. Uh, and three of my friends were downstairs having a drink and they didn't have their masks on and police came through and everybody started putting their face masks on except them and they, th- they got fined for not having oh. them and there's 300 euros per person were they drinking? Like uh, they were drinking in the like in a public area, which is not allowed either. So they got oh. double fine. So Oh my god. I, I don't even know how much money they had to pay. But I mean when they told me I was like, Yeah, and they did their job. You should be wearing a face mask. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. now you I I I know that now for the next time you won't forget about the face mask. So you get what you deserve. <laughs> I'm such a, I can be a bad person when I want to. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but it's it's kind of true though, because like if you have to wear a mask. Yes, like mask. it's not that complicated. It's just the rules. It's better for you and for the person next to you and just respect. I also wear my the face mask because it's compulsory, but also respect for those who aren't like here anymore. You know, because yeah, they yeah. put their rules as a result of the people who lost their lives, and if you don't respect the rules for me it's like you don't respect the people who've lost their lives i don't know mm-hmm. i just no, I it's just that. my conscience like you know how i don't know if you know but in britain we're currently having this like influencer problem all these influencers are going to dubai and like so-called working there i don't exactly know what they're doing and it's to motivate the rest of us i don't know if you're having that same problem with influencers in your country going to like other countries i haven't heard of, of it but maybe i don't really uh, not care about influencers but i'm not really an influencer type of girl yeah that's the same as me it's just because it's everywhere but I, I did I, see the news in the uk i did see though there so i can't remember but there was one that went to dubai or something like that as you said right yeah. but she's a big one or is it a he it's a she right yeah is it chloe ferry Exactly, I heard about that one. But I haven't yeah. heard it in Spain, no. No, it's just because, to be honest, I don't. I think influencers in Spain would probably stay in Spain. Because it's know. hot and warm. Um, well. and, 
Well, actually, not really, because uh, over the last month, there's been a massive uh, snowstorm in mainland Spain. I don't know if you heard about it, but Madrid has been closed for like two weeks because uh, they, they couldn't get the snow off the streets. There, there hasn't oh been... It's the biggest snowstorm in 50 years. We've had snow as well. And, like, we normally get snow out here because it's like the middle of nowhere. But it's a lot more than in recent years, and I think it has something to do with global warming. It definitely has to do with that. <laughs> because the world's like shut off. Apparently, like the the big like um hole in the ozone is getting closer together. Obviously, it's never gonna shut. But like, I think the world has healed during coronavirus. Yeah, and that's a positive and, like, thing we must take out yeah, of it. Because we wreck it. Like we wreck this world. Obviously, not us. Like everyone. So I guess people staying in their houses, saving electricity, like less driving cars yeah obviously 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 i kind of love that (laughs) well this has been us today i hope you've enjoyed it as much as neve and i have well i hope you've enjoyed it too (laughs) neve i love this um so i hope you tune in for next week where our program will be more cultural yeah Yeah. like more culturally centered Mm -hmm. and yes have a nice week guys and don't forget yes. to put in a smile every morning. Oh, that's so nice. And be kind. Yeah, be kind. Okay, <laughs> bye-bye. Bye, or adios.